Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back, Dr. Smith. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm somewhat awake. You're somewhat (laughs) awake. Come on. You're awake. We have to let our audience know we record this at noon, Dr. Smith's time, so he better be awake. (laughs) I had a very long day yesterday, so I I was... was, I had to go to bed early just so I could make get that that rest. But that's what we wow. talked about in the other episode. You're you know, right. you got to make sure you get your rest. You're right. And, You're uh, right. Even though some of us have been up for you know six hours already, but that's okay. That's all right. Hey. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> ah, so we've got Perfect. a really another. I just love this. I love this podcast because we've got such great guests. Such <laughs> yes, great we guests. do. So we've got another great one. But you always do us the honor of sharing a magnificent music tip. So what what you got on store for us today? Well, um, actually, I wasn't sure if I had given this before, but um, mm-hmm. it's actually, so I'm going to give this and also some, some information. Uh, the songsplits.com. Um, mm. I, I might have talked about it before, but it's a free service to register your songs um, and to keep track of your percentages. If you're songwriting, uh, so it's a place where everybody can go to, uh, and all the information is there. So nobody's questioning, uh, their percentages on the song that they're writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a very useful service, but, um, another, uh, thing I want to mention, um, I saw that, uh, CD baby, uh, I think actually, um, has a partnership. I don't think they acquired, um, them, but I think they have a partnership with music gateway. Mm. So, okay. Um, so if your music is on CD Baby, it is now available in the Music Gateway library. So for sync licensing. Nice. Nice. So it's kind of an automatic thing. It's not a situation where uh, you yeah. get well, it. Well, if it's automatic if you have the pro distribution, CD gotcha. Baby Pro. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's good to know because obviously I would say the, at least the majority of artists that I coach and work with are registered in some manner with CD Baby. So With CD Baby. Yeah. yeah. So very good. Tips. So if if you want to get your licensing opportunities expanded, um, then definitely get that pro option on CD Baby. Right. That's, that's another music tip. <laughs> Excellent. We got two for one. All right. Two first. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, we have yet another really, really dynamic guest today. And um, again, I I never get like a little less excited. Like every week I get a little bit more excited <laughs> <laughs> because I get to bring um, artists or we get to invite artists onto this podcast who have... Um, who not only, you know, are just really wonderful artists and have wonderful music, but they have really wonderful stories. Yes, and I, yes. I really think that, you know, the story is what um, I'm hoping our listeners are really paying attention to so that we can, because story is how we relate and connect. So exactly. this, this artist, I'm going to let her tell all her background and all that good stuff. But such, are you here? Are you here? I am. 
Hey, y'all. Hey, such. <laughs> How so are you, beautiful? Here. I'm oh. good. I'm doing well. Yay. And I'm just yeah. so thankful to be on here. We're going to have a great time. I can tell. Awesome. We are. <laughs> we always have a really good time. And, you know, I'm going to let such really tell who she is for those of you who may not be familiar. Although I think a lot of people are familiar with her. Um, but I'm going to let her tell who she is and, you know, what she how she kind of got here because she has a really interesting story and she is my like my my sister i call my fellow <laughs> um female <laughs> artists who i don't just respect musically but i respect you know personally those are my sisters so um Aww. so just yeah if you could yeah if you could just share with the the listeners you know what you do as an artist and then kind of how you got here yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm such, and uh, I'm a singer, songwriter, and actress. And how I got here, I mean, it's a pretty, <laughs> you know, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, so much has happened in the last six years. So up until January of 2012, I was actually a nurse. Um, let me just take it back a little bit further. So my dad's a pastor. I grew up in the church. I grew up singing. And, um, probably when I was about 15, I thought, oh, okay, you know, maybe I could be a singer. Like I always loved it. Never had formal training, just was involved in like every choir possible from church to school and whatnot. Um, my high school band director told me about Grammy band and he was like, I think you need to audition. And I was like, okay, sure. Back then, of course it was VHS. So <laughs> I had to, you know, record a song. I think I did like an Alicia Keys song. It was right when Alicia Keys first came out. And um, I recorded it. I sent it in. And then I actually got into the jazz choir, which basically if you get in, you get a 10-day all-expenses-paid trip to L.A. You perform at all the Grammy nominee parties. You record a full album. And then you perform mm -hmm. at the – yeah, and then you get to go to the Grammys, right? So it's literally like 10 days – of a slice of a musician's life. And it was, mm -hmm. I think what it did was it planted a little seed, you know, in me. And I was like, Oh, this is really fun. I love this. So when I came back, I called up my sister, my sister's um, at the time was studying jazz vocals. And I was like, I want to be a singer. Like, this is what I want to do. I have to be able to do this. So then I looked <laughs> up at the time I was living in Massachusetts and um, like an hour outside of Boston, and the closest performing arts high school was in Boston. So I did a whole PowerPoint presentation for my parents about how I was going to take the train <laughs> into Boston. Like, wow. I was so serious about it. And, you know, I presented it and I was like, and this is why. And they were like, baby, no, it's just not happening. And I'm like, what? And they were like, you know, we support you. We love you. We know you love music. But, you know, I think for them, they just were like, nah, like, you cannot be a struggling yeah. musician. Like, this is not what we want for you. Like we didn't, I, I'm um, Haitian American. So my parents immigrated from Haiti. They were like, this is not why we, you know, sacrificed and came here and worked so hard for you to just be struggling. Right. So, mm -hmm. and you know, what? And to no fault to them because I didn't know anybody whose parents were musicians or artists of any time. Like I didn't know people like mm -hmm. that. So I understand why they were like, that doesn't really make much sense. So I think mm -hmm. from that point on, I was like, well, then I guess music is just going to be my release. It'll be my hobby. And I continue to do music. I directed choirs at church and all that kind of stuff. Um, flash forward to January of 2010 when the earthquake hit Haiti. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was a nurse at the time and, uh, 
my family members, my in-laws, they are doctors in Haiti. And they were at the time building a hospital that was set to open March of that year. And the earthquake hit in January. And so the, the and it was right at, at the epicenter of the earthquake. So it actually collapsed. And wow. I remember, you know, speaking to my father-in-law and, and him being like, we just need medical supplies. Like we need everything. Like they were performing surgeries and just doing crazy things with no medical supplies. So mm. went down there with a whole like medical team, doctors, nurses, therapists, all kinds of stuff. And that's when I think things became really clear to me that I needed to be doing music, like not just as a hobby, not just at church, mm. but something that I needed that like, this was my, this was my calling. And I'd known it. I was just too afraid. Mm. And, you know, ever since I'd had that conversation with my parents, I was like, well, clearly I, I can't actually do this like as a career. That's just not what people do. Right. <laughs> so going down there, you know, you know how like tragedy um, just brings a lot of clarity to things that yes. may yes. not, that may have been muddy or gray. It just becomes very black and white or things that were high on your priority list suddenly just drop off the list altogether and vice versa. It was one of those things when I was there and I was like, yo, life is too short. Like we literally don't know like when, mm -hmm. when we could die, you know? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't, I want to live a life with no regrets. So I think ever since then I was like, okay, I have to figure out how am I going to phase out you know, phase out my nursing and phase in music. And so when I got back, um, I just started to perform a little bit more. I was still working as a nurse, but I cut back my hours. Um, and then I got pregnant. And so that was a whole, that was, I think that like my son, Sayel, he was the for real catalyst. Like there were a whole bunch of chain of events <laughs> that really pushed me towards, you know what I mean? And it was like a little push mm. each time. But then once I had him, I remember he must've been like five days old and he, he was always one of those babies who just looked very perceptive, like his eyes, like he always <laughs> would just look at you just very intensely. And he was looking at me one day and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I've got to do this for him because I don't mm. want to be one of those parents who lives vicariously through their child because yeah. they never lived out yeah. their dream. And who would say one thing and then speak another, you know? And I really was like, yo, I want him to be able to really be whatever he wants to be. And if the only way that I could, you know, actually get that point across to him is if he sees me living my dream every day. So right. Um, right. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. And I mean, absolutely no clue, but I was like, I'm just going to do it. So one day I was sitting on the couch and I saw, um, an American Idol audition thing that was coming to Denver. And I was like, I'm a, I'm audition. He must've been like a few months old. I really, and I didn't know, you know, it was the weirdest thing. I was like, Oh my, I feel like I could do this. Like I could do this. And, mm. um, and so, yeah, so then I started auditioning and, um, I auditioned, I made it past the first, you know, producer round, made it past second round, made it past the third round. And I was like, okay, you know, made it to the executive producer <laughs> round. And I was like, all right, <laughs> made it to wow. Hollywood, you know, and then I actually got to audition in front of the judges and then made it to Hollywood week. And, you know, that was a whole, I can delve into that later, but that was a whole really cool experience <laughs> in itself. Yeah. Um, and I basically got eliminated during the, you know, like when they eliminate like a whole room, 
at a time. Right. So I got eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. I got eliminated when they were eliminating a whole room. And I just remember the judges walking in and I was on season 12 and it was the the judges were JLo, Randy and Steven Tyler. And, Mm. um, I remember them walking in and just being like, sorry, y'all didn't make it. And I just like burst into tears. And I was, and I was like, oh my God, you know, because I think at that time I was like, well, if, if they don't think I'm good enough, then how am I going to be able to make it in this industry? Right? Like it was that thing. And that was, I think my biggest fear of being told no and having the dream crushed somehow seemed worse to me than, than even trying to begin with. So like literally my biggest fear had been realized in that moment. But then after I got home and I had time to sit with it, I was like, I still love music. <laughs> like that didn't go right. away. I still have this right. overwhelming desire to sing. Like it didn't go away. So I was like, well, I'm gonna, you know, write an album and it's gonna be recorded in my basement. And I have no idea what I'm doing. And you know, I reached <laughs> out to different producers and they were too expensive. Yeah. So I was like, ah, we gonna have to figure it out ourselves. You know what I mean? And, right. and so right. I'm so thankful for that first project that, you know, when I listen back to it, it's, I'm so proud of it because I couldn't improve without taking that leap and just being like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're so afraid of being critiqued. We want to be perfect the first try. And that's not how it works. Like you don't get better by, by being perfect the first time. And then it doesn't happen anyway. So I'm so proud of that version of myself who was like, I know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm probably going to fall flat on my face, but I'm strong enough. And and I know that this is, this is what I should be doing. So I'm going to take the leap and do it. So when I got back from American Idol, I quit my job and um, they were all like, Hmm. yeah, we figured this was going to (laughs) happen. Anyways, they were like, we can feel you. Yeah. One foot in, one foot out. And um, yeah, I recorded my first album called Stretch Marks. And, uh, yeah. And then after that, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff has happened after that, but I think that was, that was the big thing. So that's how I, that's how I came wow. to be myself. <laughs> that's a, yeah. That's, it's a lot that happened yeah. to, to bring you to that point. And, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing story. And, um, I, and I guess if I would have met you at that time that you had gotten out of the American Idol experience, yeah. Oh, and you said uh, uh, that they they didn't select you. I said, but you made it this far. You right. know, they selected you right. all these other times. And right. then and then how how did you get here? You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. it was just that you know for whatever purpose you know things things happened differently, and it was it was actually a perfect alignment for you to to get exactly. into your own space right. and not be beholden to uh, to their company's designs for you. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, that's that's awesome. That's well, such a um, wonder. I'm gonna let Will ask his questions, ahead, but I ahead. just want to say that that you know, thank you for like, because I literally like saw your life. Like I'm like, oh, I see her there. <laughs> then I see her there. You know, that was such a good a, a good storyline. And again, it's the story. You know, for our listeners, you know, obviously there's many points within that story that you could easily just be, I mean, and you haven't even told the whole story yet, obviously. So, but there's many points of that, that it's like, oh, well, 
let me maybe just settle back into what I'm doing fine, which is, you know, in the nursing. And, and I have a similar, we, it's so weird. We have very similar parallels. Yes, we do. Because when you, yeah. when I was in healthcare as well. And, you know, the children talk about it. I mean, that's not a tragic incident that happens, but it's a life changing incident that happens mm-hmm. in your life when you have a child. Yeah. And it, it, it makes things for me too. It, I saw a lot. That's when I started realizing it was after my second child that I was pretty much confirmed I had to get back into music. It was, it was, mm-hmm. it, it was confirmed um, that I had to do that. But Will, please ask, ask your question. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I got a bunch of them, but, the, but one, um, I guess from what you just talked about, uh, what, I guess there's, it's a two part thing. Um, what are some of the uh, highlight moments of that American Idol experience uh, mm-hmm. that you, that's, that sort of confirmed, not, not the, the moment that, that, uh, that crushed you, but what confirmed what you were doing. And then also what, what traits or attributes do you think that you had uh, that allowed you to rise to the challenge in those circumstances? Great question. Um, okay. So <laughs> I met one of like a really good friend of mine at American Idol. It was the weirdest thing. Um, we met at American Idol uh, he saw me, he was in, cause basically when you perform in Hollywood week, all the contestants are there in the auditorium. So you're performing, you have an audience, you have the judges, you have the production team and you have all the contestants. So I made it to the spot where I was able to perform by myself with the band and I performed someone like you by Adele. And afterwards, this guy came up to me, his name is Matheny. And he was like, do you act? And I was like, dude, no, not at all. Like, <laughs> like, you know, one time I auditioned for Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz and I got the chorus and I was like, oh, I must be horrible. Like literally. And I was like, oh, I must be horrible at acting. And he was like, I feel like you really need to start acting. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, yeah, you should really look into musical theater because you're so, you know, expressive. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so it went in one ear and out the other. And I was like, cool, glad you enjoyed it. Um, but he actually ended up being instrumental in me actually starting to act because he mm-hmm. has had a degree in Carnegie Mellon uh, in musical theater. It turns out when we got back to Denver, he lived at the time down the street from where I lived. I mean, literally crazy. Oh my God. I, I ended up right. I ended up auditioning to be Steely in the regional premiere in Denver uh, in The Color Purple. He walked me through the whole audition process because I had no idea. I was like, I don't even know what it's like to audition. Like, what are the steps? I ended up getting it. He helps me throughout the whole, you know, the whole rehearsal process. Like, Matheny's incredible. He's on my second album. And he wow. just finished touring with Hamilton. So... He's literally oh the bomb. Yeah. Like he's so, yeah, <laughs> and I met him yeah. at American Idol. You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> it's so dope. Yeah. See, I just, yeah. yeah. So and he's, <laughs> that, I mean, that, he's that was incredible. my other question actually, yeah. but you, yeah, you, you, you've actually, you actually answered my other question, which is about, you know, how you got into the acting experience, but that's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna let Kenya go go on go crazy for a few minutes because she she'll she'll I, so, she'll tell you how it connects to everything that we've been talking well, about. Go, Kenya. Right. Is it, it, we're, it's it's consistently showing itself. Will every guest we have had? It, it seems like this serendipitous thing that happens, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but. I think it's so divine. I mean, and, and and everyone who has told their story, there has been this very subtle, simple moment 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) right subtle like you said he just came up to you kind of out the blue and kind of said something and you're kind of like what you know i mean it's never (laughs) this puff the magic dragon moment it's always this small quiet Mm -hmm. moment and that is something that i i please listeners hear this when you're Mm -hmm. waiting for puff the magic dragon big 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 (laughs) you know that's that's not usually where it happens where it happens is in the subtle yeah the subtle you know, small kind of, huh, kind of moments. And, you know, so, you know, to, to be open for that. And, and like you said, had you not been in that environment, look at how that has, you know, changed the trajectory of what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, today, which we're going to dig into in just a moment. But, um, one of the things, you know, I, I know you personally and you actually, you know, I don't even know how instrumental, I don't know. I don't know if you know how instrumental you have been to me. I know personally as a, as an independent artist, but to so many um, other artists, because I actually um, I had somebody on Facebook tag me because I'm from Denver and they said there's a girl from Denver on the American Idol like finals or like the Hollywood <laughs> week. So watch, oh. watch the show. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll watch, you know, who's, who's the girl? Who is the black girl too? Let me find the black girl from Denver, you know, so let me watch it. So, right, so right. I saw, and I, you know, I was like, oh, wow. And I don't think that, I think on TV, they, I don't know if they showed your actual audition process, but I remember seeing you and I remember when, you know, they did the cut and, you know, I saw that you didn't go on for that. And, you know, it was like, oh, that's too bad and kind of moved on. But then... But then, and this is where the whole kind of inspiration came, and and I want to share this because I I want people to understand how important it is to to watch other artists too, and you know, and and see how find inspiration in that. But then my sister, who still resides um, in Denver, was like, you know, you really need to hear this artist, such, and I'm like, that name sounds familiar. Like, and it's like all starting to kind of click. I'm like, oh, right. that's the yes, that's the woman that was on American Idol. So I, my father was having um, major surgery. Um, he had um, he had colon cancer. He had just been diagnosed with colon cancer. So this was the first kind of major surgery that I think our mm-hmm. family had experienced in the immediate. And so I had to go home. And, you know, the surgery actually went very well, but it was a very stressful day. And you were performing that night. Um, it, at a at a venue in Denver called Dazzle, and my sister was like, "This has been like a crazy day. Daddy's okay. Do you want to go see Such perform? Because <laughs> this is the artist, and I know she's really really good." And I'm like, "Well, okay, you know, like I get, yeah, sure, I'll go see her. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see her or whatever." And I was in the beginning stages of what I was doing, so I was like, "Okay, I need to right. yes, let me see." And it was like fantastic and all of this. And, and, and I think I had a moment kind of to just say hello to you or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I looked at like your website or your video and I'm like, oh, my God, like this video is amazing. Like this. Who is she? Wait a minute. Like she's already a star. It was so the, the presentation was so beautiful and so wonderful. And. You know, and that's how I met my videographer now, Damon Jamal, who we've had on this show. And it was through such. If it wasn't for such, mm-hmm. I would not have met Damon. So <laughs> right, um, right. it's just this, you know, these again, these quiet moments, these quiet moments. But I want to I want to ask you a question related to you. You're an independent artist, but you would not know that looking at such as, you know, her presence online, her, exactly. her website. I mean, it is it is top notch, like top notch. And. I think a lot of artists struggle, independent artists struggle with this. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have two. One, 
how did you do that? Like, how, how did you, you were saying like, I didn't know what I was doing, but like what has happened to allow you, do you feel to kind of, to have that kind of branding? Um, I don't know if right. it was mentors or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. And let's just start there. Cause I think I kind of forgot what my second question, but let's start there. Cause okay. that is, it's, your presence is so amazing. So I want to hear how you kind of got there to do that. Thank you. Um, you know what? I really have an amazing team. I think when, whatever, I'm always looking to build my team, right? So when I form relationships, I don't think about them for the short short term. I think about, could this person be a part of the team for the long haul? Because I feel like with that, then we can have growth. Everything doesn't have to be perfect in the beginning, but there's just certain qualities and, you know, professionalism and just talent and those sort of things that I look for in people that I work with. And I'm like, oh, could this be some, cause I don't want to be hopping around getting a new stylist, for example, like every two weeks. No, I want somebody who knows me, who can grow with me, those sort of things. And so with that, I think that's just all that I started to do, you know, um, with my web designer, you know, there, there was progress from the first you know, website to now. And my next you know, iteration of the website, I expect it to be even better. And on top of it, I've always just looked at what do big artists do? Like when I was thinking about like website and branding and all that kind of stuff, I didn't look, I always looked up like, okay, whose website do I like? And what are the, what do I like about it? And then what are things that I could add myself that are, that are very me that would, you know, get, so would it be like, I'm exactly copying somebody else, but that it's sort of an inspiration and a a platform for me to build off of. But I've always, yeah, I've looked at that and, and really it's, I have a great, I have a great team, but it just took a while to build. So, Mm. you know, when it comes to being a new artist, I know that a lot of times we feel like, well, we need to have a booking agent immediately. We need to have this, that, and the third. Uh, Stuff takes time and be okay with the journey (laughs) and the process. Mm -hmm. And don't wait for somebody to discover you. Like get out there and do it yourself. And that's one thing that I had to learn. Long before I met my manager, you know, for a while, I was like, oh, I need somebody to book shows for me and blah, blah, blah. And I would send all my stuff out to all these different agents and they would never get back to me or they'd be like, um, you don't perform enough. You know, it's like one of those things like the chicken or the egg. Like they sort of mm-hmm. wanted to hop on after you've already got the ball rolling. And for a while I was like, I'm just never going to be able to work. And then I was like, wait a minute, you've got a brain. You have a voice, you got a phone, <laughs> mm-hmm. call some people yeah. and book yourself. Like, like why, are, why are we sitting mm-hmm. back waiting for somebody to be like, oh my God, you're amazing. I know this about myself. I'm going to go and, you know, create a tour myself, which is what I did. And from mm-hmm. that, that got the ball rolling. So I feel like it's important. And yeah. And so until I found the people that were going to be my long-term team members, I would just do the stuff until I was able to find them. And, and, and I trusted that the right people would be in my life and that I would attract the right people and that, you know, the universe was, was, was conspiring to help me out. Um, but yeah, what that right there, let's pause on that. Those two sentences, (laughs) trust, (laughs) trust that you'll find a person and right. that the universe will all work, will work it all out. I mean, yeah. those, mm-hmm. that's, that's like a really, uh, I think that's at the crux of what, what we've been talking about and, 
and how uh, it and it and also you can add the part that it takes time to develop and it doesn't happen it overnight. Does. So it does. Yeah, yeah that's and that's I feel so, like a lot so of times, key. you know, as artists, of course, because we're so I don't I don't think the word is sensitive, but because we're artists, like I think we are sensitive mm-hmm. and we're we're emotional and we're all these things. And I feel like a lot of times we make decisions out of fear and Mm -hmm. that's not a place, that's not a place to be making a decision or a partnership or, you know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, just trust that it's going to work out. Trust that um, the right people will enter your lives. Uh, A good friend of mine the other day, she tells, she told me this and and it's something that I'm like, yes, I'm going to start using this. She said, (laughs) rejection is God's protection. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, <laughs> right. Yes, but it's always like hindsight yeah. when we look back on it, like when we're far, you know, and I, I want to be in a place where I can see that present day where if something didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, or the way I thought it should in my mind, that I'm like, that's because there's a reason for that. And I, that, there mm-hmm. must be, I must, there must be room for something else. Like that's why this didn't happen because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm making room for something else that is meant to happen. So yeah, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where I, I know, I know it can, it can mm-hmm. get tough, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want you also to uh, talk to um, the folks about your, your act stage and acting uh, TV acting experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what were those experiences like? And also, uh, I guess for for a lot of singers um, and, and performers in general, uh, it it's they're trying to figure out if is it helpful to how how much how many other things should I study or or crafts should I pick up? Um, and I, I wanted I wanted you to just speak to that on on, on what acting has done for your for your music career mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um... Okay, so how, yeah, everything really just all played off of each other. So the reason why I got, I started doing commercials is because my agent, my commercial agent came to one of the Color Purple shows and afterwards met me and she was like, I just need you to come by the office real quick and just do a screen test. I just want to see how you are on screen. And I was like, okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I went, did a screen test and she was like, yep, I'm adding you to the roster. And I was like, I didn't do anything. Wow. I just read something. And she was like, I'm adding you to the roster. I was like, okay. And that's wow. how that happened. I mean, wow. whenever I think about yeah. things that I've tried to force to make happen mm-hmm. versus the things that have naturally just come to pass. I'm going to choose the naturally come to pass because they <laughs> always, seriously, it's always like, wow, this was effortless. And I didn't even, you know, and here I am tripping about this over here when all this is happening right. over there. It was just, yeah. Right. So right. love my, love my agency. They're great. Um, and, and from that, my son started doing commercials. And the, the crazy thing mm. is that they have never, they had, they just met him they just saw pictures of him and they were like, he needs to act too. And I was like, what? (laughs) They were like, we can just tell from his pictures. That's it. Like he has it. And I was like, what? So it's been such a cool experience. I think what acting does is that I was able to explore a different side of artistry that I didn't even know existed. It's like discovering new parts Mm. of yourself. It's refreshing. Mm. It's amazing. Like my job is never boring. You know what I mean? Every day Mm. looks different. 
It might be a day where I go for an audition. It might be a day where, you know, I'm working on a play. It might be a day where I'm writing songs or I'm recording or I'm doing interviews or it's, it's been so lovely. And I feel like they're all connected. So it doesn't really feel like I'm doing too much or that I'm spreading myself too thin or that I'm doing all these unrelated things. They all feel like they're just sort of like the core of who I am. I just didn't know. I just had never discovered mm-hmm. it. So to artists who are like, well, I can only do this because this is, this is this thing. Um, interestingly enough, yesterday I went to a meeting at my son's school and the, the teacher was talking about how kids, you know, a lot of times they like when you ask them what what do you want to be when they grow up and they list a whole bunch of things because to them they can be all those things right (laughs) Right, as we keep growing it's as we keep like you know as we start maturing and growing up society and everybody tells you no you got to hone down on one thing right and i'm like wait a minute though do we really have to? <laughs> Do we have to hone? Mm-hmm. Like, if I am, if these are my interests and I want to keep learning about all these things and I want to explore these things, how is this not beneficial to me? Like, there must be a reason why I have this desire to delve into this. So I feel like it can all complement one another. And the way in which acting is just connecting with an audience as a character versus connecting with an audience exactly as myself, it's still connecting with an audience mm-hmm. and it's, and it's just yeah. exploring a different side of me and, and it's so fun and fulfilling and it's challenging. You know, you don't want to get bored mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I'm plateauing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. I, I definitely was going to, ask you about kind of, you know, similar questions. So you, you've really answered that in terms of, I was going to say, do you prefer one over the other, but it sounds like they're all kind of synergistic. They're all mm-hmm. in sync they with are. each other. They okay. are. Yeah. I definitely yeah. have, you know, I've put more, I have my 10,000 hours in singing, you know what I mean? Like there are certain things mm-hmm. like <laughs> I was telling one of my friends who's a director and I was like, I just like, for me, if I go to an audition and I have to sing or whatever, like I don't need, I have enough of like a self meter to know if I kill it or if I was like, Ooh, that wasn't my best. Right. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. acting, I need more, I need more time. I need to put those 10,000 hours in where I'm just like, I'm not sure. Like, did I kill it? Did I not? I can't tell. <laughs> Let me look at their face. Were they happy? Did they like what I did? You know what I mean? Like I, I still right. have to work through that, but I'm getting there. Right. So, but I love it. I love it, you know, just as much. And I feel like it's all, yeah, very synergistic for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we always, well, we gotta, we gotta find a way to have longer time. Cause I mean, I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much more I want to ask. One one thing I want to, I, cause you do do, I mean, you know, you've got the acting side, which, you know, again, from afar feels like, you know, it's moving in a really, you know, wonderful direction for you. And then obviously the music, I know you've got a lot of fans who are waiting to know when the next project. So maybe yeah. if you could just share what you're currently kind of working on and, and what we can mm-hmm. be on the lookout for. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I just sent some music to my manager the other day. So I'm super, I'm super excited. 
what's so fun. So I'm working on my third project, my third album. I'm not really sure when it's going to be released yet, <laughs> but I promise totally you, fine. I'll let you we guys know. Yeah. But take your time. Sure. That's the other thing I'm we keep trying time. to tell people. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, you know, for a while there, I was like, no, an album must come out, you know, now, or it must come out like in, you know, two months. And then I'm like, well, you know, it's going to come out at the right time. And I'm starting to trust that. Right. So, um, right. Right. and I want it. Yeah. I want it to feel like seasoned, you know, versus like rushed and just put in the oven real quick. I want it to feel, you know, like it's been marinating for a while. So, um, this, this album I'm really proud of. I feel, I always write really personal stuff, but I feel like it's the, it's the most personal, um, Mm. as of yet. And, uh, I think it's one that I want when people listen to it for them to feel empowered for them to feel comfortable in their skin. I feel like I've, I've had a lot of uh, discovery, self-discovery over the past few years that is now more into my music. Um, I'm more, it's not so much confidence, it's more comfort in, mm. in what I do. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like every, every project, uh, I discover more of my sound. I discover more of myself. And, mm-hmm. um, don't feel like I have to try as hard. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like this album has been a lot more fun, a lot more effortless. And mm-hmm. I just want people to feel good, feel confident and, and feel comfortable in their skin because, um, people who are comfortable in their skin, give you permission to be comfortable in your skin. You know what I mean? They're not judgmental. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know, those yes. people that you've been around where you're like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Because they're so yes. comfortable in who they are. And, and so you're like, yes. yeah, so I can be me. That's pretty much what my hope is for this album that as you, as you listen to it, you're like, Oh yeah, just this feels right. good. And I'm going to go out and kill it. Cause I'm the bomb. Right. That's pretty much <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. I mean, I the title of my last album is My Own Skin because I know exactly what you're yes. talking about. It's like when you get to that kind of space where you're comfortable enough with who you mm-hmm. are, you know, yeah. I, I just real quick and then we're going to have to buzz off. But I, I had a client yesterday say, you know, when will we getting nervous about releasing music, whether or not people will like it or not? When will I get over that? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I said, but I will tell you this, you know, I'm at the point now where I like it. So, you know, I mean, and I hope other Thank people, you. you know, like it. Right. I hope they do, I mean, you know, but I really yeah. like it. I like exactly. it a lot. And so if, <laughs> if other people can't, <laughs> then that's on them and they have that right. But somebody probably will connect to it. Exactly. And, you know, and I, and, and I just need to kind of keep living with it. So this has been fantastic. We're, we're winding down. Yes, it has. Oh, yeah. this has been great. I do want to leave off. If you could just share how people can follow you, what's the kind of yes. social media thing? Absolutely. That Absolutely. Okay. So my website is I am such.com. I am such.com. And my Twitter is at such. My Instagram is at I am such. And my Facebook is I am such also. So facebook.com forward slash I am such. Um, yeah, but basically, yeah, if you just guess between such or I am such, you'll find me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> love it. Love it. Ah, all right, Will. This was great. Yep. See, I told uh, you. Yeah. I 
<laughs> thank They're you so all, much, all y'all. <laughs> Yeah, You're thank welcome. you for coming on. We appreciate having you. Yeah, no, this is amazing. And best of luck. I'm always cheering you from afar. Just know that you, same you're here for you. So, same yeah. here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, well. All right. We'll see you all next week. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.